Are you ready to be the best that you can be? Join hybrid business coach and consultant Charity Brown and her guest as they give you behind the scenes access to the insider tips and tricks that will help you take your business to the next level. Charity has an extraordinary approach to boosting businesses to break out of their modes, influence their industries, and become leaders of their packs. And she's ready to pass this inspiring knowledge on to you today. Learn how to change your game and build your business into what you've always dreamed of, right here on the Create Clarity with Charity podcast. Hello and welcome to Create Clarity with Charity. Today I have an amazing guest. I have Monique Allen, the CEO of The Garden Continuum, the author of an amazing book, The Lifescape Method, and she also has a regenerative coaching program. We are so blessed to have her here. Hi, Monique. Hello. I am so excited to be here. Thanks, Charity. Yay. I'm so happy that you're going to uh, enlighten us with this <laughs> awesome theory and programming and book and strategy. Not only are you the CEO of a multi-seven-figure landscape company that was started from the ground up, you also have written an amazing book and have helped a lot of people um, with their inner freedom and getting them connected to their soul, passion, and mission with your regenerative coaching. So I'm so happy you're here to help all the entrepreneurs, all our viewers out there get a little more friendly with the dirt. (laughs) I love it. Yes. Thank you. (laughs) Nobody, everyone undervalues dirt, but it's like the best thing you can ever know. It's gold. It's gold. (laughs) We all need a little more soil under our fingernails, right? (laughs) Seriously. Uh, Yes, it's so important. And I know that you've spent decades really like- Yes, in the dirt. In the dirt, (laughs) literally. And that's so awesome because you've made it an art, you've made it a science, you've made it a way of life. You pretty much made it like this altruistic soul process. You know, everything always returns to dirt at the end of the day, right? Yep. So if we nurture it, then we can really create a lot of miracles and abundance. So let's Mm -hmm. talk about how all that started. And you know that this podcast is about the CEO mostly, and we will get into your business pitch and all the amazing things you're doing. But I want everyone to understand that this was self-created. This was, Mm -hmm. this was your, you know, sweat equity, essentially, (laughs) right? (laughs) Like out in the field, no joke. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) making people's yards beautiful along with um you know beautifying corporate landscape and things like that right yeah yeah definitely it it was uh um you know it's one of those things where you looking back there's no way I could have created what actually happened out of a plan I just had to be open to it you know um I, I fell into landscape because there wasn't anyone in my family that was landscaping. I didn't really even know it as a thing. I didn't know it as an industry. Um, and even when I was in it, I was following threads that I had no idea of. So I think when I look back, what I realized the number one thing that allowed me to build this with that kind of sweat equity is the fact that I kept following the threads. I was constantly curious I was constantly in a state of maybe there's more, maybe maybe I can follow this. And, you know, thinking about, um, you know, what I tell my kids now is stay curious, stay curious, stay open, because you don't know where your life is taking you. But if you're wide eyed and open 
and willing to consider all of the possibilities, you have no idea where it's, it's going to take you. And I think that's, that's really how I've spent. I'm in my 37th year. Wow. That's <laughs> awesome. Oh my gosh. That's impressive. Same field, same niche. Yes. Yep. But getting deeper and deeper and more and more abundant and using all the natural earth resources to create wealth and legacy, mm-hmm. which is really what it's all about. That's like the ultimate ascension, you know, right? Like if you can implement all those earthly um, treasures, water, air, dirt, land, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. incorporate that into a way of life and build a business, I think that's the ultimate happiness, really. Um, because it, it's, it shows that it's really enlightened you through the process of living and learning, failing mm-hmm. and winning, right? So let's yeah. talk about that. Like you were 18, I think, when you started, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I was just, just at the end of my 18th year. And um, I had finished college and uh, actually, I hadn't even finished college yet. I was actually on my, on my second college, I ended up doing three before I got my bachelor's degree. Cause I was entirely lost. Mm-hmm. You know, I graduated high school and I was like, <laughs> I know you don't have anything. Now what? Now what? You know, <laughs> no idea. Right. Yeah. And I had, um, when I, I had either forgotten or sort of missed the memo that I was supposed to take entrance exams and all of that. So mm-hmm. uh, my mother being an academic and very creative got me to take classes at Boston College because I happened to be a good chemistry student. Hmm. And, you know, I took classes and I spent a year sort of bumbling through through there and hating every minute of it. And um, and then decided I would go to a community college or she decided I would go to a community college because she didn't want me just lost. Hmm. And I, I, I met a young man there who was connected to landscape. And at the time I was actively bodybuilding. I had sort of started transitioning from dancing to bodybuilding. And so it was just very athletic. Um, and he just said to me one day, I was at a, I was working in a clothing store and he just said to me, Hey, you know what? We need some help this weekend. Why don't, why don't you come and mulch with us? And I'm miserable. And I hear this man say, let's come, come. And I'm like, uh, say what you want me to do? What? Like, I don't know what mulching is. Mm-hmm. And I just, again, that curiosity, I stayed open to it. And I went out and I mulched with this group. I learned how to mulch and do a spring cleanup. Charity, I came home. I was so sweaty, so dirty, so tired, and (sighs) so happy, like happier than I'd ever been working. And it was just like, at that point, I couldn't get enough. I came home. I told my mom, I'm like, I just did the most amazing thing. And I got paid almost double what I was getting paid at the clothing store. Mm -hmm. And, um, that was it, right? She told people she knew in the developer world. And I got a job with a designer and a landscape architect. And that designer ended up becoming my mentor. Oh, wow. And so again, this is just kind of letting it unfold as opposed to hyper planning, which I think happens a lot now, like parents sort of want their kids to hyper plan. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't because I was directionless, but that directionlessness mixed with the curiosity and the openness, I just kept, you know, I just kept doing it. Yeah. And it led to your amazing business, the the garden continuum. So, um, so just mulching, doing a, you know, (laughs) right. Turned into this magnificent, um, opportunity that you created for yourself through, through, um, 
all your sweat equity. Yeah. And you know, a lot of drive and ingenuity, because like we were talking about before, sort of this, this like entrepreneurial DNA, like I definitely, my father is an immigrant from the Middle East. He's um, Armenian. So I'm a first generation Armenian American. Um, my mother was born here, but my parents met in France. My, my mom was a linguist. Mm-hmm. And so <clears throat> I, I, I grew up sort of in the third culture, very worldly, multiple languages. And, um, and my father was self-employed and my mother's mother was self-employed. She um, owned uh, a children's daycare center, a nursery. And, you know, she owned this in the fifties, sixties, and I think maybe even into the seventies. I mean, this was unprecedented for a woman to own a business at that time. So I do think there was some DNA, you know, um, I understood that being self-employed was a possibility mm-hmm. and I was ambitious. I was ambitious and driven. So when I, once I fell in love with this, I couldn't get enough of it. And what happened is I couldn't get enough of it the way other people were doing it. So I wanted to drive my own train. I wanted to figure it out. And so it was mentorship for about two years. And then I freelanced for a little while. And then I opened my own business, sole proprietorship, got my first W-2 employees. And then as that grew and I got married, I bought a house. I was going to have a child. It's like, oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, now it's time to build the, the corporate container. Yeah. And so that's how the garden continuum was created. That's beautiful. Yeah. So it's evolutionary, right? It just doesn't yes. happen overnight. It was yep. over 10 years and maybe two different businesses before this one yep. that really got you to the place where now you can close corporate deals. Now you have delegation. Now you have employees. Now they're working out in the field and you're writing your book and helping transform other entrepreneurs in this. Right. Field. I love exactly. that. Exactly. That's exactly. success. <laughs> yeah. Yay. Yay. <laughs> That's the process. And now, now you've been in it and successful for decades, right? So yeah. you're, you're going on three decades or more and you've experienced also that within yourself, which is really the evolutionary entrepreneur, the heart centered leader, the one that gives back, right? The mm-hmm. one that's creating this wealth, this idea, this mindset, this practice and cookie cuttering it and helping other people get to that stage. Because as you know, you had great mentors, right? I had really good mentors in the horticultural side of things. I think that I also had really good mentors in the business side of things in the sense that the businesses that I was interacting with or working with were exactly what I didn't want, what exactly what I was not happy in. I did not like the way my father ran his business. Um, As much as I loved my my mentor, I didn't think that her business was solid. Um, I ended up going to to Northeastern University and getting a degree in entrepreneurship um, because I I really wanted a business that was viable. I remember having having multiple conversations with my dad and several other business owners, it was all about how to avoid paying taxes. Mm. And um, I was like, well, that makes zero sense because if you're avoiding making taxes, it means you're not making money. So I understand the idea of being smart about leveraging debt and investments and, you know, charitable giving and all of that. That's very different than like tax evading, you know, or, and, and so there was, and there's also this huge cash economy, at least back then in the landscape trade. And that cash economy was to stay away from the government and stay away from, from paying taxes. And 
I was like, wait a second, there's another way to look at this. There's another more holistic way to look at this where you are actually playing by the rules while being really smart and figuring out how to weave in community giving, how to weave in, um, you know, taking good care of your employees. And for me now, I understand the language. The language for me is that I run a triple bottom line business. I run a business that considers the planet, the people, and the profits. And it isn't one, two, three. It isn't either or. It's all or nothing. Yeah. That we have to we have to synergistically think of all of these things all of the time. And that creates a business that is, um, you know, kind of, embedded in a compassionate capitalism. There's no, you should want to make money. Yeah. The, you know, we don't want to think of that as a bad thing. And, um, and so the mentorship was, was good, even when it was a business that I didn't appreciate because it taught me what I didn't want. And I think that was as valuable as seeing what I did want. That makes sense. So true. So true. Yeah. Sometimes we have to find out what we don't want before we know what we do. So yes, that's yeah. kind of like a life in life as well. Like it just happens to be the best learning experience. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> so that's awesome. And I can see how you took that, you know, experience within business, having a business coach that maybe showed you and or parents or other entrepreneurs. You're like, I just don't want to be like that. I don't want to feel like that. I don't want to act like that. I don't want people you know, I don't want the stress, the drama. I don't want to, um, <laughs> you know, I don't want to be, you know, doing anything illegal or, you know, especially with the money game. I mean, in my business, that's the name of the game, right? Paying less tax, being an accountant, helping people get tax write-offs, helping people get lower tax burden. But really when you start paying tax, that means now the banks will take you seriously. You can leverage your net profit. You can get more funding. You can 10X your business. Right. So when people stop playing that game of, I don't want to pay any tax is like actually a mindset shift in their business to say, I'm ready to be real about my business and to start leveraging what I'm doing. Absolutely. And I think that's a big, big shifting point for a lot of people, you know, because everyone's trying to avoid to pay taxes, but the farther you get into a loss or deficit, the less money the bank or any other investor or anybody is going to give you, right? Right. And if the game, you know, if ultimately you do want to have an exit strategy, you do want to, let's say, sell your business, who wants to buy a business that's living in a loss? They yeah. want to buy a business that's, you know, that's profitable. And so I think that, you know, a big part for me was that my industry has gotten really commoditized. Um, because the industry has gotten so big, it has completely exploded since when I started. And it's become very like, you know, rote, like it's Tuesday, we're mowing, it's Wednesday, we're fertilizing, it's Thursday, we're, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And that's not how nature works. Mm -hmm. Nature is more of an unfolding, it's a slower pace, and it actually does require us to pay attention, just like human beings require us to pay attention. So what I was trying to do was figure out a way to build a company that could have that triple bottom line model where it really was considering the planet and the people as well as the profits um, without having to live in that commoditized world. So it's not product centric, it's system centric. And so we're always thinking about the systems, the systems within the company, within the functions of how people work in a company, how we work with our clients as people, and then how we work within the systems of nature. It's complex, but when you think about it in a system, you can really simplify it so that it makes sense to you. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's amazing. It's mysterious how the word, how the earth moves, right? Like yeah. and we have to treat it like a living organism, like yes. just like us. Cause that's what it is. So, yeah. And people just say, but I just want it to look this way. I just want flowers in December. Come on. Make flowers <laughs> in December. Like, just like <laughs> right. well, we might be able to find some, but you know, depends. Yeah, and they're made of silk, but okay. <laughs> yeah, they never die. Yeah. Well, no, but the other, the, the other piece of it too, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but the other piece of it is that, is that not only like, so there's these things like people wanting a certain thing in the wrong season, right? The other piece is somebody wanting something because they had it last year. Mm. So I think even, you know, as human beings and in our businesses, as we're growing, and this is, you know, all about this, but as you're growing your business, like the, the devil of today is not the devil that's in that new level of tomorrow. Because, you know, as you grow and you evolve and you transform, you start to get all of this figured out. You got this. You think, I'm good. I got this. You don't even know what's coming around the corner. You don't know what you don't know until you hit it. So keeping that um, really open mind to the the fact that um, you have to stay nimble, you have to stay open, that I think that helps you in business. And I think nature's a great teacher. So we know that a certain thing happens every April. Well, it might not happen every April in exactly the same way. We know that April to April to April, there are similarities. We also know that there are differences. And I think that teaches us a lot about our family life, about our business life and about our, you know, kind of like our internal landscape. Exactly. So yeah. that's what we're going to talk about our internal landscape. And <laughs> I love that and because, that, you know, I'm all into that inner fitness, inner nurturing, you know, really cultivating our own self-love and growth inwardly because mm-hmm. we always focus on the outward self, how we look to everyone else, how we appear, but inside we may just be, you know, destroying ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. Our, our inner mm-hmm. landscape. So let's talk, let's talk about stop landscaping and start lifescaping. And that whole journey and how that has helped so many people kind of get back to what's important. Yeah. So the book, um, the, the thought about the book was as my company was growing, I needed to, I needed to understand, um, well, the truth is I wanted to automate marketing. I wanted to automate the lead gen system. Mm -hmm. So my whole website is built in um, an inbound system on the HubSpot um, platform, which I love. And all of my lead gen happens through the website, through blogs and um, the different offerings that I can put out there. And that has made it so that I actually do zero work to find work. It's just it's happening. I'm waking up in the morning and there's actually new leads in my inbox. Mm -hmm. And as I was doing this, I realized that, um, I had to weed out a lot of people that weren't good fit. So I needed to figure out what made a good fit. And as I was doing that, I realized that I actually needed to codify what I did. I needed to put a language around what I did. So I came up with lifescaping, which is, you know, not, it's, it's not a new term. The way I came to it was that, if you think of a landscape, that's like something you look at that's beautiful. A lifescape is something that you actually live in and you feel joy. You feel the vibration of joy being with and in the landscape. Mm-hmm. But that's going to change. It's going to change over time. So there are three fundamental elements of a lifescape. It has to be organized. 
it has to be healthy and it has to have wow factor because as human beings, we like bling, we like wow factor, right? It catches our eye. So I wrote this whole book on how to look at the long game of landscape development. And it worked really well because now when the leads come in, I actually have people using my language back at me, which is right. awesome, right? Because now it's so easy to find my perfect fit employee. Well, what happened, I didn't even realize it, was that lifescaping was starting to become something, that same language I was able to start putting right into my business. So your business needs to be organized. Your yeah. business needs to be healthy. And it has to have a little wow factor, right? That's your market differentiator. Yes. And then you can look to the next level, which is your life. And you really, if you want to have a lifestyle business, you've got to have a, a level of predictability and organization. You want to have inner health and you want to have some wow, because who doesn't want to have fun? Yeah. And so lifescaping really started to get bigger and bigger. And it was no longer just about building a landscape. And it was more about building anything in your life that you wanted to cultivate joy in. Yeah. And you've also done this with a series of videos. So audience yes. out there, make sure you go to the garden, the garden continuum.com. Um, she has a wealth of options here, free videos, tips and tricks, her book. So let's talk about your, your landscape freedom formula and the videos and how that all works into the livescaping. Yeah. So I decided, so when I got into landscape, uh, there was nobody to teach me how to run a business. You know, I, I, I got a degree uh, in entrepreneurship and I did master's work in, in design and horticulture and all of that, but nobody really could teach me how to build this business. And back when I did a degree in entrepreneurship, it was really like big corporate business kind of shrunk. Mm -hmm. entrepreneurship has changed a lot since then the education of entrepreneurship yeah. but what I wanted to do is I wanted to take sort of the the mystical nature of oh it must be so great you get to work outside it's like yeah I get to work outside when it's raining when it's hot when it's cold when it's buggy like yeah. it isn't you know all uh cupcakes and kisses yeah. um <clears throat> but there's, there's a formula. So I thought, okay, well, maybe what I can do is I can start to codify this idea of a landscape business. And I created six different elements and I'm writing an ebook for each one of the elements. So I've got one that's on that sort of path to success mindset. Mm -hmm. I've got one that's on really clarifying your services. So the last thing you want to do is have like a list of 30 bullets on your truck that says all the stuff you do. Because right. who cares, right? Yeah. Um, you want to have service packages. Because if you list that stuff, you're going to be working hourly for the rest of your life. Yeah. And you're never going to make money working hourly, right? So really how to define your service. And the other is how to sell. One mm -hmm. of the best things I ever did was I hired a coach outside my industry. And he um, specialized. He was a is um, like a, a VP for like 35 years or something at IBM oh. and had retired and become a coach. That man taught me how to sell. He taught me how I was, I was like shutting down sales because people would be ready to sell. They would be all emotionally, all emotionally ready. And I'd be like, okay, so um, that's great. I'll call you as opposed to, yeah, let's get a check. Let's write a, let's write a contract right on this napkin. Mm -hmm. um, and so I tried to codify selling and the next book that I just wrote is on team building. So that mm -hmm. one should be coming up in a couple of weeks. And then after that, there'll be two more. 
Oh, that's so awesome. So, you know, you guys, you got to check out this site, especially if you're in that landscaping, you know, spring clean cleanup, you have your side hustle, you're making pretty good money, you want to scale to multiple six figures, you know, you need a proven process with export guidance, someone who's done it and done it really well. Um, you know, and the cool thing I'll tell you is that this I've written everything for landscape because that's my, you know, that's my bailiwick. But the beautiful thing is that all of this is um, applicable to any trade business. Mm. So trade businesses really have a unique, um, they have like sort of a unique track of business building because we are, we're service driven. And even though we can move product and all of that, it's really all about getting into the best possible relationship with your clientele or your customer lead gen, you know, and figuring out how to deliver a service that's predictable. So someone starting handyman, construction, a welder, uh, good with their hands, fencing, whatever their niche is, windows, anyone like that. Service trades. Yes, absolutely. Yep. Yep. Cool. Yeah. So that's, that's amazing. Like, I I think that the the coaching space, you know, is, is getting flooded right now, but people (laughs) that have the 25, 30 years of real life experience, like that literally is priceless. Like Mm. you cannot find that in the university. You cannot find that on the shelf. It's, it's not likely that you would actually get the export mentors, expert mentorship and coaching from a regular coach that just helps business people to really scale in this field. Cause you're right. You won't know till you don't know what you don't know. Right. Right. Um, so, right. And there's, and there's sort of that, you know, like I will say that I have had, I've, I've used personally, I've used industry co- coaches and I've learned a ton from inside the industry, which has been really helpful. I've done a lot of work with associations. So I always tell trade professionals that being connected to their associations is really, really important because that's going to give you real sort of like insider information in your industry. Um, but then I really scaled it up by going outside my industry, by looking, and I was talking to you this about this before, is like being a synthesizer, like looking at all of these things. Like I even went and got my 200 hour yoga teacher certification. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. From Yogi Hari Ashrams in Florida. I just finished it on Friday. Congratulations. That is so cool. Yeah, it's just because it's expansive, right? It takes you out of business, 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 business and reminds you that when you're building this business, it's, yes, it's about money. Yes, it's about success. Yes, it's about fulfillment and all of that. But it's also about making sure that you are absolutely building a lifestyle that is really going to give you the most joy. And what I find with entrepreneurs is that they live in pain and live in a gap a lot. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I was there, I get it. I remember it, you know, when it was never enough Mm -hmm. and now it's, it's so changed. And that's why the coaching came in because it was really about looking at this regenerative system of allowing our work to be part of what makes our life joyful. That's, that lights me up. That just makes me so happy. And that's where your coaching comes in. So people can actually connect with you and get one-on-ones, even though you're running this huge business, (laughs) commercial landscaping business. Now you're also, you know, creating programs and taking one-on-ones, right? Yes. Yep. Yep. So I have, um, 
for landscape professionals, particularly, I have a regenerative business community, which is really cool. That's actually launching on May 5th. So I'm super excited about that. Um, And then I do one-on-one coaching. Um, I also do this, what you've got on the screen here. This is my Lifescape TV. So I, every week I go on and I, I, I drop a concept. I give some information just about how to see your business, how to like, you know, just manage your business and feel really joyful. The whole thing is about cultivating joy. Yay. Yeah. Enjoying being a business owner. Cause I was really, you know, neck deep in my restaurants. It was not enjoyable. I was yeah. hostile. I was pissed. I was stressed. I was working way too much. I was overextended. You know, you can have that entrepreneur or you can have the one that's joyous and loving it and communicating well and leading well and really like enjoying what they're doing. And that's what I got later on in life. So I hope that all these newer entrepreneurs that are doing, you know, these, the, you know, landscaping type of business or, or labor professional services, trade businesses that they choose, because you can choose that you can either be a stressed out, overworked, overwhelmed, you know, um, burnout entrepreneur, or you can be the one that is cultivating leadership, happiness, joy, and wealth and abundance. So it's better to do that when you're young and get it before the first 10 years of your business. (laughs) Age you, right? (laughs) Yeah, that's so true. And you know, one of the things I didn't know, like early on, I think what I, what I thought was that, you know, when you quote unquote made it, it would be easy and it wouldn't be hard work anymore. And what I, what I began to understand is that deciding to be an entrepreneur, deciding that you want to be in a position of leadership means that you are deciding that you know how to navigate discomfort. It's not deciding that there will be no discomfort and it'll be easy. It's that you've actually learned how to navigate discomfort, how to look at discomfort and not all of a sudden be like, why me? But instead, you know, look at it and go, hmm, okay, that's not comfortable. How do we navigate through that? And it's, it's really kind of this centered, you know, I, I call it sort of running your business with personal agency, really um, feeling sovereign in, in what you're doing and why you're doing it and not feeling like everything's happening to you or coming at you. Instead, it is the fact that there is a lot of discomfort and that's mm-hmm. normal. Hum- Humans suffer, it's what we do, but can we do it gracefully? Can yeah. we decide that we won't prolong it or feed it, but instead navigate through it? And that I think is, that's the essence of regenerative coaching. And the reason why I called it regenerative coaching is because there's a whole movement called regenerative agriculture. And, and, and this is where we take damaged soils, damaged land, and we ask nature for its wisdom and its help. Nature will regenerate. If we just get out of the way, nature will absolutely regenerate the system. We can do that in business. We can do that in land with really good systematic approaches to how we work and also remembering to look inside, also remembering to do that self-awareness kind of growth. Um, And you can't do it without the people. You can't do it without the planet. And hopefully you don't do it without any profits, right? (laughs) 
gotta have the profits. <laughs> Lots of profits. It's not a hobby, okay? No, it's not a hobby or a charity. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can have a nonprofit, but they still make a lot of money. Right. Nonprofits are very profitable. <laughs> right. The most profitable. So, but that's great. I mean, that's that's the key, right? Is to find that all in one and to and to get guidance and to mm-hmm. to start nurturing yourself and yoga and breath work really helps awareness. So if you feel like, oh, you know, stuck in your head, start moving your body and get becoming self-aware and things will start to surface that you can change better, enlighten yourself, which means your business will just flow that much better. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so everyone, I, I really encourage you to reach out to Monique. She has some of the best, um, landscaping experience you'll ever find. Um, the garden continuum.com. She has her, her, her landscape education. She has her book, her business coaching and speaking, um, all kinds of amazing things. So definitely check her out. Also, she's on all the all the socials we got um instagram the garden continuum um linkedin facebook uh the garden continuum and then her coaching and her tv her lives where she gives away free information um and that one's instagram.com slash monique.allen you can look her up if you're looking for strategic (laughs) coaching and that major shift for 2022 so Monique, uh, let's, let's, one last thing, maybe, okay. what would you tell yourself now, you know, after being in business, when you first started, what would be the one thing that you would tell yourself then? I think one of the main things that I would tell myself is to trust myself, trust my intuition, trust that you're enough, that you're okay. And that, uh, your ideas are worthy. Um, I think I spent a lot of time trying to mold myself. And this is, this is also part of being a woman in a, in a man's business mm-hmm. to try to mold myself into what I thought people wanted. Um, and that wasn't exactly my heart. And now I'm doing exactly what my heart wants to do. And it feels so good. And so I would tell my younger self, follow your heart just a little more, yeah. you know, just, uh, yeah, allow, allow that. Don't worry about pleasing other people. Beautiful. I hope you all heard that out there. Love you. Trust you. Tap into your inner GPS, your calling, your soul mission. What feels good to you is what's going to feel good in your pocket too later. So (laughs) yes, well said. (laughs) So everyone have a beautiful day, Monique. Thank you so much for being here with us and we will keep in touch. Thank you so much, Charity. Thanks guys. Have a beautiful day. Are you ready to be the best that you can be? Join hybrid business coach and consultant Charity Brown and her guests as they give you behind the scenes access to the insider tips and tricks that will help you take your business to the next level. Charity has an extraordinary approach to boosting businesses to break out of their modes, influence their industries, and become leaders of their packs. And she's ready to pass this inspiring knowledge on to you today. Learn how to change your game and build your business into what you've always dreamed of right here on the Create Clarity with Charity podcast.